Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. The first reading is from the 28th chapter of the prophecy of Jeremiah, verses 5 through 9. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah the prophet in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord make the words that you have prophesied come true and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. Yet hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the seventh chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, beginning at verse 1. Or do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives? Thus a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive, but if her husband dies, she is free from that law, and if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve not under the old written code, but in the new life of the Spirit. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and though it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. We continue with the song, Ancient Words. Gospel today is recorded in the 10th chapter of St. Matthew, verses 34 to 42. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is now the third week that we have been listening to Jesus' words of instruction for His apostles' first mission trip. Two weeks ago, we heard the start of it as Jesus gathers and commissions the twelve. He began by instructing them how to conduct the mission. They were to go in His power, and with his authority. But they were to go only to the lost sheep of Israel at this time. They were to depend on the hospitality of those to whom they would be proclaiming the news of the kingdom. He tells them how they should deal with the mixed reception that they will receive. And Jesus does not promise them success. Rather, he promises them that they will experience rejection and suffering, even being hauled before courts and kings. Then last week we heard how they may even be betrayed by those who are nearest and dearest to them. But no matter what, they are not to fear any of those things because they are of much more value to the Father than even the sparrows that the Father knows when they fall to the ground. And then we get to the start of today's reading. I sort of wish I would have planned this a little bit better. (laughs) I would have Pastor Harvilla preach again this week also. I mean, listen to the wonderful words that lead off our reading. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And of course, the next words, well, they would have been great two weeks ago. I have come to set a man against his father. (laughs) Happy Father's Day. Or a month ago, and a daughter against her mother. Happy Mother's Day. 
There is no doubt. Jesus calls us to a loyalty that is startling and is weighty. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This actually isn't quite the kind of Jesus people are used to hearing about, or more honestly, the kind of Jesus people want. These are shocking words, and words that perhaps make us uncomfortable, which is why they are so good. Because these words challenge us. They make us think. They make us consider what is our faith all about. And as we are into this long green Pentecost season, with its focus on growing in Christian faith and in Christian life, these words set a tone for us. The Christian life may not always be what we think it is. And it will not be easy. Now, to be absolutely clear, Jesus is not anti-family. I mean, after all, families are his idea, beginning with the creation of Adam and Eve, and the command to be fruitful and multiply. Families clearly are gifts from God. In fact, the family is protected by no less than three out of the Ten Commandments. You know, the fourth, the sixth, and the tenth. But what comes first? Family or the truth of God's Word? It would be wonderful if we don't have to make a choice. And if that's true about your family, consider yourself blessed. It would also be wonderful if we could speak the truth of God's Word with our family and remain family. But sadly, too often that's not the case. God's Word is a sword that divides. And so instead of speaking the truth, we compromise. Maybe we remain silent, you know, to keep peace in the family. <laughs> it's, it's not right. We, we know it. But it sure is easier. Maybe another time. And that Time never seems to come. And what is it again that Jesus said? Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And we know that we're not worthy. Not even a little. The cross is hard. And it's dangerous. Oh, we make a good show of it in church. I, I mean, we even love to sing the hymn, Lift high the cross. We confess our creeds. We vow to be faithful unto death. But when we walk out these doors, what happens? 
How many times do we back down to keep the peace? And so the sword connects with us. And it pierces right through to our heart. We hear these words of Jesus and we must admit that we are not worthy of Jesus, period. Which is exactly what we should do. Admit it. Repent of it. Because what's happening here today is what happens here every week. A gracious God gives gifts to unworthy sinners. And the truth is that the sword that now pierces you first came out down on Jesus on his cross. It came down on him because of your unworthiness, because of all the times you compromised, because all the times you kept your silence, because of all your paralyzing fear. Your sin, all of it, he took upon himself to bear its penalty for you in your place, to set you free, to give you life, freedom and life that are found only in him. And then we hear these wonderful, beautiful words of life. Whoever receives you, receives me. And whoever receives me, receives him who sent me. Eight times in the last three verses of our reading today, this verb of hospitality is used. We are to receive Jesus himself. And we do that by receiving the ones who are sent in his name, who are delivering the good news that indeed the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The very tight connection between Jesus and his apostles that were established at the very beginning of these mission instructions, it appears here now one more time. The hospitable treatment of one of Jesus' servants earns the reward typically reserved for the servant himself. Those who supply the apostles' work, Jesus says, receive the apostles' reward. And then we encounter an even stronger statement. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. The radicalness of Jesus' here, words here shouldn't be lost any less than the first words of our reading. To show the simplest sign of hospitality to the one who proclaims the kingdom of God. To simply give a cup of cold water because they're proclaiming God's word and your reward is kept secure forever. Why is that? Because you've just done something so good? No! Just because you're receiving an apostle? No! Because in that simple act, you are demonstrating that you are receiving Jesus himself. This mission Jesus sent his apostles on was their first mission. It was only to the lost sheep of Israel at that time. But Jesus expanded that mission. He commissioned them then to take this message to the entire world. 
to go out teaching and baptizing in his name. And they did that. And the ministry of the apostles continued even after the apostles were dead. As the word continued to go out, those who were sent, not directly by Jesus, but sent by other means, continued to proclaim the same message and to baptize in Jesus' name all the way down to our day and to our age. We have the joy of receiving another servant of Christ among us as we welcome Chad Bird in just two weeks. He is not one of the twelve commissioned and sent directly by Jesus, but he is called by God through this congregation to bring the message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and to deliver the gifts that God has for his people. And we receive him, not for his own sake, not because he's a great scholar, not because he's a good guy, not because he's more righteous or more holy than any of us, because that's not true of him. And it's not true of me. It's not true of Pastor Harvilla or Pastor Fondo or Pastor Robatson or Pastor Lumen or Pastor Kaiser or any of the pastors who have ever served at St. John's. Each of us are just as sinful and unworthy as the next guy. But... But when by the grace of God, these filthy hands and these sinful lips pour water and speak God's name, God is at work bringing another child into his eternal family. When these foul lips speak absolution, when these filthy hands deliver the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion, God is at work delivering his gifts of peace and life and salvation. It's truly extraordinary that the Lord is giving you His perfect gifts through imperfect men so that you would believe, so that you will receive what Jesus is giving you, His very self, so that you would never lose your reward. Our Lord comes to bring peace, not in the way of the world, though. But he does come to bring the peace with the Father that he has established by his death and his resurrection. He has come to bring the peace of forgiveness, a gift that comes from him to you. And being at peace with him, we can be at peace with one another. But it is a gift. It's not something that we do or accomplish, not lasting peace anyway. It comes only from the Prince of Peace, born in a manger, crucified on a cross, raised from the dead. The Prince of Peace coming to us now in the Word and in the sacraments, and then coming again in all of His glory. That is our reward. When we receive those Jesus sends to us, we receive the gifts that He gives through them. The gift you receive here through unworthy servants, God puts here for you. Jesus concludes his mission instructions really with an invitation to all the saints who occupy all our churches. Saints not through their own righteousness, but saints through faith in Jesus who makes us righteous. You are now agents in place. 
Receiving those who proclaim the kingdom of heaven, showing hospitality to them, taking up the cross that comes with being a disciple, and simply extending the kingdom within your families, among your friends, to those you are in contact with day in and day out. Will you do it perfectly? Absolutely not. Will you do it by the grace of God? Absolutely you too can deliver the good news that the kingdom of heaven is near in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And may that peace of God established in Jesus' death and resurrection be the peace that fills your heart and overflows to those around you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.